0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew.
1: Hello. And Nathan. Hey, up.
0: Are you all right, chaps? Yeah. Another fine day. Chipper. Chipper. Chipper, indeed. Right, shall we get into it? News. Let's do it. Someone want to kick us off? Or shall I just kick us off? Go on then, Mark. All right, fair enough. Uh, So Xbox and Bethesda have announced they're going to have a joint E3 presentation, which will take place on Sunday, June the 13th. At 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and 6 p.m. for us here in the UK, uh, it will be 90 minutes long, and it will be hosted on Xbox's Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook channels. So, what yeah, do you, anything no we're expecting there, from that?
1: I don't think, but um, as Starfield,
0: yeah, yeah, Starfield, Let's
2: see Starfield, Halo, um, it's Halo.
0: It's going to be an update, sure.
2: The next Forza.
0: Yeah, uh, always a Forza.
2: Maybe the next Gears?
0: Mm. Don't tease me like that, mm. Matt. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? I think that's the first big announcement for an actual presentation date and time, isn't it? I think. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, I think it'll be a decent time for us. Cause, um...
0: Yeah, 6pm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like 2am in the morning. Exactly.
1: It's good.
2: Mm. Oh, no. It's, it's going to be long. terrible for me. i finished finish work at that point. I'm going to try and watch it while I'm on the
0: bus <laughs> It's on a it, Sunday. Ah could well not be at work.
2: I don't know. I don't know what my manager's like. <laughs> anyway.
0: Moving <laughs> <laughs> we'll swiftly on. Anyway we got other news.
1: Yeah, just keeping on Xbox. Um there was an Easter egg that was found um, on the original Xbox dashboard. Uh, now I really love things like this, like things that the developers like tuck away into consoles and games and things. Uh, we could have had it on our Easter egg segment if we'd have known earlier, but anyway. <laughs> um, so in the um, settings area, there's like a hidden section that shows you the names of the developers that worked on the dashboard. Um, and there's a real, quite a weird way of actually getting to this. So what you have to do is insert an audio disc into the um, Xbox. Then you've got to go to the music section um, and then click copy on one of the tracks on the disc. And then you've got to rename the track, and you've got to call it the following. Timmy, with as many Ys as it takes to get to the end of the um, text box, you take away one Y and put an exclamation mark. So it's like, Timmy! Um, Timmy. I think it was inspired by South Park. Um, then once that's done, you click done. Um, and then it goes and does its ripping and and copy it to the track. And then you go back to the main menu, go into settings, then system info, and then once you're in that section, you'll get a little pop-up that gives you the names of all the developers that worked on the dashboard. How that's did quite... you discover that?
3: Yeah. I have no oh, idea. That's... I mean,
1: we are 20 years on, so I imagine it's it's one of those things that unless you knew it, you wouldn't mm. know. So maybe one of the developers
0: leaked it. Yeah, they must have leaked it. Well, I was
1: yeah. say, it must yeah. be yeah. a developer that's leaked it.
2: No one because
0: in their right mind like... just does that.
1: <laughs> who are you think? I'm going to call like? my track Timmy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's hilarious. but yeah, it's just it just shows like after so so much time's gone there's still little tricks to be found in these consoles, which is always nice.
2: <laughs> Should we move on to well, I suppose the majority of the news that came out kind of between Wednesday and Friday? Uh there was a lot that everyone's every publisher just decided to start having their own event and revealing some new stuff. Uh which was quite funny. Um, so I'll start with Dying Light 2. So um, I think it was Techland. Uh showed off a little bit more of the game. It had been a while since they last really said anything about Dying Light 2. I think it had been sort of, 2019, sort of the last things we had about, uh, heard about it. Uh, but they showed off a lot more of the gameplay, um, traversing around the post-pocalyptic potl- post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) They're set in uh, a place that's called The City um, or Ville d'Or. It showed a lot more of kind of the interchanging gameplay between, so you've got kind of like three different factions within the city now and depending on who you help out the most, the city starts kind of changing in their direction or in their vision, which looked pretty cool. And then showing off a little bit more about um, the sort of day and night cycles as well. So similar in like the first game where there was a day and night cycle and kind of in the night, there was kind of a bit more of a survival aspect to it where there was more kind of uh, dangerous special infected that kind of hunted you down that. Um, There's going to be more of this as well, which looks pretty cool. Um, But there seems to be more of a reward now in the nighttime that like, the infected kind of come out into the city, all humans go and hide. But now the, the nests in which the infected normally go around are now empty. So you can kind of go in, sneak through and get some pretty pretty decent loot around and stuff. But it looks cool, like the traversal and like the parkour looks uh, much improved from the first game. Um you've also got like a sort of like a paragliding thing as well that you can do from like heights and stuff, which look pretty cool. I think they announced a release date finally, which is going to be the seventh of December for this year. But as, as someone who played the original game, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, just, just give me more of the same, really. Don't know about you guys. I don't think you guys really touched Dying Light, have you?
1: No, it's it's something I was like interested in when it first came out because um, I was just coming, <clears throat> excuse me, off the back of like the um, my Dead Rising fix and like this looks to be um, more of that but with like more of like the parkour style i yeah. really like the aspect of it like jumping onto vehicles up onto walls and all the different types of infected you could you could mm. fight but yeah i think um maybe before this one comes out i should get into dying light because um i've heard it's got a pretty good co-op and maybe you could help mm. me
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well we should uh give it a try at some point yeah I think there were there's quite a few others that decide to reveal their uh, their games. If you want to go over one, Nathan.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so one one of the ones that I'm looking forward to the most is um, Horizon Forbidden West, and we got mm. a state to play gameplay reveal for that. Um, so we got to see 14 minutes worth of gameplay. Aloy doing her thing again. Mm.
3: Um,
1: and when i first saw it the first thing that came to my mind was that this is next gen just the lushness Mm, of the forest the the way the water flowed the way it seamlessly went from cutscene to gameplay i mean that that's one of the things we come to expect in this generation now that we saw that with spider-man and a few of the different games Mm. um but it just it just looks so good like it, it was a, a little bit breathtaking. I mean, I know the first game looks good, and I know you've you really enjoyed that. Did you end up platinuming it? Platinum it uh, Matt? Uh, I
2: did, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's new enemies to fight. Um, the the combat combos look really good, and uh, the mm, way you can use yeah. different weapons and seamlessly go from uh, the weapon like the spear, and then you can find weapons that have come off of enemies to use against them. Yeah. Um. So we got to see. Um, Aloy like traversing the world a thousand years into the future Mm. and yeah it just it just looks really fun to explore because I think they introduced like a more of a parkour element to it where you could actually start climbing things a bit more yeah which was was interesting for what you could do with that and now that flows into the combat aspect of it as well Mm. but yeah just um, I've not completed the first one yet but I need to get it done before this game comes out because <laughs> this is one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, we got to we got to see Aloy traversing the world. We got to see a boss battle, which was really cool to see. Mm, um, the, the mammoth. Yeah, oh, that's okay. it. And then you could also dive underwater, which I thought looked absolutely fantastic. Um,
2: yeah, that, that was the thing that really caught me off guard because I knew like in the trailers that they've shown recently um, or previously, I should say. Um, that you could do sort of underwater, underwater kind of traversal and stuff, but actually showing it off and like how it works, where you have to kind of use the the currents in the water to kind of traverse around uh, around the place it looked really impressive.
1: Mm. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's one in
0: particular that I yeah really looking forward to. And then there was a uh, Ubisoft showed off Far Cry Six. Far Cry Six. Are you Far Cry fans? Do you play many of them? Any mm-hmm. Well, the new, the later ones, shall we say?
1: I've played a bit of four, um, but it never really grasped me that much, to be honest.
2: I've got a bit of a love, love, hate relationship with the Far Cry games thing, actually, because I feel like I'll start it and I start to enjoy it. I'm like, oh, this is getting good, this is getting, too, you know, I'm really liking it where it's going, mm. and then I guess to a certain point where like something happens, and then suddenly like the story takes a bit of a kind of of a nosedive, and then I'm like. Oh, this game isn't interesting.
0: That, happens, that, happen,
2: that happened in 5. That happens
0: in 3. No, I've not played 3.
2: I mean, I'll play three. i played 3. It doesn't quite happen with 4, but I, I, the, I don't want to get too much into it. But there's a bit of yeah. like a in-fighting
0: uh, well, that I've got, I've got them, so I'll probably go back to them. But... Yeah. But the but actual for... light gunplay and all that is absolutely fun. But as for 6, mm-hmm. I quite like the look of this one. So it looks more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the setting, so the the island of Yara, yeah,
2: Yara,
0: and uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who was in um, Breaking Bad. I
2: know you're talking about, but he's he's an incredible and,
0: actor. I know, so he supposed to, be, I think. I can't remember the rest of his name. <laughs> Forgive me, but uh, I just thought there was some funny stuff in this. I mean, I liked mm. the companions that you get. You've oh, cro- pet
2: crocodile.
0: Yeah, the crocodile oh, that you can just it's... send to attack people. That looks fun. And then you got the the, the dog, dog the little please. puppy.
2: Oh my yeah. god,
0: broke my heart. Yeah, <laughs> the disabled puppy. Well,
2: that's
0: gonna end up dying isn't it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no say that. He's gonna be, he's gonna be badass. He's
2: no. gonna be the main protagonist at
0: the end yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Far Cry Seven. Was he called <laughs> the dog? Was it called Teresa? I think that's his name. I can't remember what name oh. they gave it to him. I was too, dist- I was too
2: distracted by <laughs> the actual puppy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked the um, the lighting the cigar. Did you see that? In, in oh, to, um, look... yeah, to, to,
2: well. like
0: to, to heal your wounds yeah. or something. So I just whipped out a cigar, start smoking it, and then just <laughs> stumped yeah. himself.
2: They always have like the most cringe-looking ways of like how to fix your health and stuff. Like, oh, that oh, oh my thumb's out of place, so I'm just going to
0: dislocate it back in. Like, oh, why? Well, I don't want to see <laughs> I that. I really like that. The cigar uh, thing uh, would be perfect uh, for you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. When I'm playing it, I'm just going to have yeah. a big stogie.
2: I want I want that um the the CD launcher yeah. well, that launched Macarena. Yeah, <laughs> that,
3: yeah that was, was hilarious.
2: hilarious. Just shoots the guy loads the CDs back in.
0: oh hey, my God. Uh, <laughs> what do you think to so the backpacks? These sort of like specialized backpack things. One of them reminded like...
2: me of like Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, oh, was, yeah. I was yeah. it was me. I was like, what? Far Cry Six turns so like, like some... Mandalorian game. Yes,
0: yeah, so it looks like some can make you. <laughs> like, jump or fire or something. Other ones, yeah, I imagine... Like fire rockets like,
2: out. Yeah, one's probably, like, a jetpack, No one's fire rockets, another one's probably, like, fuel for your flamethrower or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I do I do like where, where it's going. I like it when Far Cry leans more on it, if it's, like, silly, crazy side of it. Because I think...
0: Yeah.
2: Because when I saw stuff for, like, Far Cry 5, it started getting back into more of a kind of serious tone from what I saw. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe not, if you actually played it. Um, but because I, I think actually, also as well, America just looked boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, I played a uh, five co-op with my mm-hmm. brother, and it was good fun actually playing the game. But the overarching story, I just didn't really care about all that much. With this one, I think it's going to be a bit more interesting. I, could, I like the setting more. Oh, so you're not just in some random jungle? It's like you got a city and all that. Well,
2: I'd say, yeah, it, it looks like they've they've just combined elements from like Far Cry Three. Well, probably like all the Far Cries, because you've still got, like, Ireland and stuff, which I liked yeah. about three and four. It made it quite diverse.
0: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I'd like to see more of it see, see see what happens with it. And then I think, lastly, Sega decided to celebrate Sonic's 20... No, 30th anniversary. Almost got that wrong. 30th. <laughs> Almost.
1: We're cracking on now, <laughs> mate.
2: Yeah, we're uh, getting on there. Um decided so to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Sonic Hedgehog with quite a few different announcements. Uh, so I think the first big one was that Sonic Colors is getting a remaster mm. on all modern platforms. Uh, it was a Nintendo Wii exclusive, um, but now it's obviously it's coming to everywhere now. It's going to be called Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, and it will be out on the 7th of September. Um, from what I heard of Sonic Colors, because I didn't have a Nintendo Wii. Um, was that it did seem to be a sort of a return to form for Sonic of the like. It had yeah. that fast-paced action with satisfying platforming bits as well. Um, well,
1: it's better than Sonic Boom, and that's not saying much, but... Um,
2: well, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: I and think Sonic. in between that time, like with Sonic 06 and then Sonic Boom, I think that was like a, a bit of a um, a light a bit of light in the darkness, I'll say.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, between that and so like Sonic Generations... I just want a Sonic Generations 2. That'd be amazing. Um, some other stuff that got revealed was a retro compilation uh, called Sonic Origins. Uh, so this is going to bring together Sonic 1, 2, 3, 3 and Knuckles. To try and not get that too confused. Um, and Sonic CD. Uh, these are all going to come to modern platforms. I don't think it was given a release date. I couldn't find one um although i did see a little negativity on twitter that like if you compare it to other sonic compilation games that have been out there they've had a lot of sonic games yeah <laughs> even the bad ones um put together seems a bit disappointing but we'll see any excuse to play the original games again i always take so um i wasn't too bothered about that some other little stuff i think there was like an animation uh, a short animation series there was an answer for Sonic Colors as well as like a tie-in that's coming into the summer. That was revealed by Roger Craig Smith, who I think we talked on an earlier podcast was going to stop being the voice of Sonic. And now suddenly is back to being the voice of Sonic, which is a bit of a strange U-turn, but...
1: I just thought with the anniversary coming up, we'll give you a bit more money.
2: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I
1: like money. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I like money. Um... I, I like him as the voice of Sonic. I think he's alright. I think he uh he gets it down really well. Especially in the Sonic Boom animation. Apparently that's pretty good, but that's for another time. Uh some of the little bits and pieces of like Sonic appearing in um the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympic game. There's like a suit. Uh there's gonna be Sonic related stuff in two point hospital.
0: I'd say I j I just think that Olympic game looks terrible.
2: I'm, game.
0: So, I'm so disappointed in it. Because <laughs> 'Cause I, I've got the London twenty twelve game and that's really good. I mean it could have had more events in it, as, as with all these Olympic Games. Uh, Olympic Game games. But <laughs> yeah. It's quite realistic. But anyway. Well I've, anyway, I've got
2: decent stuff on this on this one from um, from a Did, journalist well, that on Twitter. But...
0: when I looked at it, it just reminded me of that um WWE Battlegrounds game. <laughs> <laughs> just like I can't I'm not playing this. But yeah. Anyway, carry on.
2: That's, uh, that's Mark's mini-review on Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yep. Uh, Olympics. Uh, and then I think... What else do we have? Oh, they're going to have a fully working version of Sonic the Fires um, in Lost Judgment, uh, which is coming out later this year, I believe. I think it's a sequel to the Judgment. spin-off of the Yakuza games, isn't it? Yeah. Another thing that got revealed was that they were going to be doing some sort of like uh, 30th anniversary orchestra digital thing, mm. event.
3: Yeah,
2: um, which is out on the, it's going to be on June 23rd I don't know if they've said which platforms it's going to be on So it's going to be free to watch which yeah. sounds pretty cool um, I, I love the Sonic music um, it's always like nostalgia for me so any excuse to see like a live version of it I'll take um, and then the last thing that got teased uh, was a potential new Sonic game not much about it other than seeing Sonic running through a forest and making some sort Mm -hmm. of weird symbol. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Um, Unfortunately for Sega, uh, they had a press release right afterwards that accidentally revealed the name of the game. Did they? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So from what we know, it's going to be called Sonic Rangers. What that means, I have no idea. That's literally all the information about that. Uh, It was quickly taken down, apparently.
1: So. (laughs) <laughs> well, the, uh, the leak came out saying that um, it was apparently going to be an open world game and that there was loads of files that people have found with Sonic Rangers. But like for all we know, that could potentially be a working project title.
2: Well, yeah, it could be. They've always got like working titles on there. I'd be surprised if they stuck with Rangers, but then
1: we have had weirder names for Sonic games. So. Yeah, very true. So that's apparently going to be out in 2022 and Sonic Team are going to be working on that one. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's going to be for the new consoles, so PS5, Xbox Series, X and S, um, the Nintendo Switch, as well as the PS4, Xbox One and PC. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll um, keep everybody up to date as we get more information on that one. But it's interesting that apparently it's going to be open world. I wonder how they're going to make that work.
2: Well, I've seen like plenty of fan games that have had Sonic running in just sort of like an open um, environment. They look all right.
0: Like, I've seen GTA mods
1: and stuff.
2: Like, GTA. <laughs> if it works like Sonic and GTA, then I'll be happy.
0: Um. <laughs> well, speaking of GTA, uh, a player called unnamed D has become the first person to complete the single player campaign in GTA five without taking any damage whatsoever. Wow! <laughs> to make sure they use the How? mod. To, to make sure they use the mod which reduced the player's health to one health point. Ensuring that any hit would kill them. Uh, no, reference. no body armor was used either, and Trevor's red mist ability was also disabled. Uh, the one took nine hours and can be seen on YouTube. And oh. apparently, it took 48 attempts before they managed <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, Imagine
1: getting like the last level and ever just start it again. Oh, yeah. that'd be awful.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to know like how far they got. It was like how the furthest they got before they actually did take like a hit. I'd start yeah. again, because that would be agony if it was like... I
1: want to see the 47 fail attempts on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I'd see like a speed run of it,
0: just like bloopers. <laughs> wow. Nine hours. I would like to watch it, but I ain't got nine hours to spend. It's, that's, not as, that's not as long as I thought it would be. Is GTA Maybe. 5 really only nine hours? Well, if you've done it 48
1: times, you'll know like tricks to get it, get it done. True, faster. Yeah. 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 No, that's a fair point.
0: I suppose I might have skipped all the cutscenes and all that.
1: Yeah. Well, but if you watched them forty-seven times, then
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not this again.
1: I'm sick of watching Michael's wife with that yoga instructor, <laughs> was it a tennis yeah. tennis coach, whichever. No. It's, anyway.
2: Yeah, it's tennis coach. Tennis no, coach, no there, was, yeah. there was a tennis coach and a yoga instructor as well. Ah, as right. Okay. <laughs> oh, he did yoga as well. It'd be funny if they're like. Do you know? what? So you know when you switch characters, obviously you go like out and out into the skies of. Yes. Um, Santos, and you come back in. It'd be funny if there was one with Trevor, like he came to him and he's like in some sort of fight and he like gets accidentally shot by a guy. Oh, well,
0: this is the thing, this is the thing, because sometimes when you did that and he switched to Trevor, he was in the middle of a police chase. Well, that's it, yeah. So So there was a chance of him actually
2: being shot. Yeah. So I remember one of those. It's like, could you imagine if he did that and he comes back in and just
1: gets shot? How unfortunate that'd be. You'd be gutted. (laughs) So, uh, another one of the games that we got a bit more information on um, was Game Builder Garage. So, this is a game where you can effectively build your own games. Hmm. So, they, they showed off this um, the way it'll work. So, they use these things called nodons, and you connect them together to make like um, game mechanics. So, a walking mechanic, enemy mechanics, um, you can put music in there. Um, it did seem like fairly like high level in terms of its usability, but I think that's great for like younger people that might want to get into like game creation and what might, what might go into that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it did, did seem quite interesting. So when you start the game, there's like seven guided lessons that you can do to show you how to build the game. So it'll go through like the different mechanics you can use, um, and then after that, you can start free building and um, add your music. And um, you can either share them locally or um, you can put them onto like the, the mass area so everybody can play it if they want to. From from what I know about this, it seems like a, a repurposing of Dreams and rename of it. Um, so they've kind of reskinned Dreams for the for the Switch, basically. Um, and what looks like for a slightly younger audience, just to make it a bit mm. easier, which is not a bad thing. Um this game also allows for USB mouse support, so you can use your mouse when you're building games, so that'll make it a bit easier for some people. And uh, this game comes out on the 11th of June, so not too long to wait at all. If um, anybody wants to get in to start building some games, playing games that other people have made, then um, yeah, it looks good. Have I, any of you ever played Time Splitters? Uh, only, only a lot, Time Splitters 2.
2: I play a bit of Time Splitters 2. I was, I was not a massive fan, but I was like appreciate.
0: I bring you good news. There. The developer free radical has reformed, and they are to create a new entry into the Time Splitters series. Uh, they posted a thing that just says, "You asked, and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring the Time Splitters franchise back to life, and are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that." Radical design is reforming and will be headed up by industry and time splitters veterans Steve Ellis and David Doak. This is an exciting first step in the process. Development on a new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. So, there you go. I've not played any of them myself, but I've heard they're mm. very popular mm. and they've got a, yeah. they've got a, a following. So, mm. yeah, maybe I might go back and try those.
1: Yeah, if you do end up. Um... Well, if you do end up getting the physical version of *Time Splitters: Future Perfect*, it's got like one of the most random disc de- designs you've ever seen. I think you mentioned this in a previous podcast Yeah, disc design. Yeah. yeah. Google so you like the... Is this like the, the disc, art? It's disc itself, the disc art itself. Yeah. Was oh, this like weird? If it was a different. Yeah, it's the monkey. One. Yeah. It's like really weird. Like, why are you even here? But it's fun. So.
2: <laughs> Not to also kind of be left out of. Everyone else revealing their games and, and anniversaries, and whatnot. Uh, Square Enix hosted an event for the 35th anniversary for Dragon Quest. I know it's not it's not massive um, IP over in the West, um, but I've played like a few of their games, and they're, they are actually quite solid JRPGs. Um, definitely if you were a bit put off of the far fancy stuff, I think, for at least a, a more of a base entry level. Uh, Dragon Quest is a decent one to go into. So they revealed a couple of new stuff. Um, so they're going to be making the next new game, Dragon Quest XII, um, which apparently has more of a dark adult theme to it compared to um, the previous entries. Don't you know if that's going to be a good thing or not. I don't know. Only Japan will tell. But they're also doing a remake of Dragon Quest III, um, strangely called, I think it was Dragon Quest 3. 2D HD, which sounds confusing, but it's essentially the Arena Beck Dragon Quest 3 in the same engine as like Octopus Traveler. So, you know, like the 2D sprites, but on like a 3D sprawling kind of background. Oh, yeah. Um, it looks good. I actually quite like that style of things. It's, it's actually quite, quite an eye catcher for, uh, for games like that. So, that would be cool. A spin off game is called Dragon Quest Treasures. Um, I'm not sure what that's going to be about. The trailer, like, you you were using erasers to erase monsters, which is very Japanese. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they're doing an offline version of Dragon Quest 10, because apparently it was an online version, and it was only in Japan. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, other, other things that got announced that I kind of like looking forward to um, is there's going to be a sequel to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, so that was made by the original... Um, Castlevania Korea, I think for Symphony of Light at least. So that's good because I think the originals um, a really nice game and I support it. So <laughs> and then there's release dates as well for the next Pokemon games, which I'm sure everyone's looking forward to. So on the 19th November of this year will be Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and then for Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm sure I've said that wrong, maybe. Sounds good to me. But it sounds good to Nathan's ears. So that's on the uh the twenty eighth of January next year as well. So I'm sure myself and Nephin look forward to those.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. So, um you can now get your hands on an Xbox Series S for as little as thirty nine ninety nine from game. Now I wouldn't normally talk about something like this, but um like the price point really impressed me. Um, I know, like for every new console generation that comes out, norm- normally stores have deals where you can like trade your old consoles and then get quite a bit of money off the current generation. Mm. Um, but yeah, this one, this one really impressed me because there's so many different offerings that they give. Um, so if you're trading your Nintendo Switch, you can get the um, Xbox Series S for 39.99 if you wanted to. Um, but if you've got a um, a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, um, then you can get the Series S for, for $49.99. Um, and then if you've got a baseline Xbox, um, it's $129.99. And then the original PS4, that'd be $99.99. But yeah, I think it's um, it's a really good entry point for people um, to get, get their hands on a new, a new console, really. I mean, if you Personally, for me, I like discs, so I wouldn't get this. But um, if if you've currently got like a, a, an Xbox One that you're that you want to trade in, then I think it's it's really good for people like that. That I know times have been difficult for some people recently, and you you might not want to fork out two hundred and fifty quid for a new console. So I think it's a really good option.
0: I wouldn't want to give away my own consoles. Huh? Mm.
1: yeah. I mean there's that. I mean Xbox has done a really good job in terms of backwards compatibility, but if you do get mm. the S then you can't really use any of your old games, can you? So No. It's it's mm. yeah. it, in that from that side of it, it seems like they're trying to get people away from that and trying to focus on the future a bit. Um, I'd be interested to see if they do anything with the Series X mm. version when they mm. become more readily available. Because as we know it's been difficult to get the more premium consoles in the ps5 and the xbox series x so yeah but maybe one day they'll do something like that but yeah if they did if they did something similar with the series x where you could trade in your old xbox and get the series x for say what 300 quid or something i think that would be a really good offering
0: shall we return to cyberpunk again do we have to (laughs) so now they've got a new director for Mm. reasons i'm not sure why i don't know his name but new director Yep. And But it turns out CD projects are still awaiting approval from Sony for the game to be put back on the ps 2 mm. That was a long time ago. I can't remember how long ago that was. But I'm just trying it's to going think to
1: be a good three or four months now, I think.
0: Aren't it feels longer.
2: I would have thought the quality of the game now compared to when it was launched should be, well, I thought good enough to be sold again.
0: But I'm beginning to think that it probably won't get, they probably won't put it back on for PS4. Mm. I think they might. On allow way back for the PS five version. Mm. I think.
3: Mm. But
0: we shall that wait. And see. Wait and see.
1: I think what? if they were gonna do that, they'd probably need to wait until they get more PS fives in people's hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just for wait until the proper upgrade. I
2: was saying we still want, we future. still not got any news on when the uh, the next gen upgrades are coming to because no. that's all I'm waiting for now. I'm waiting for it for that to come out, then I'll go back to Cyberpunk.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Same here.
2: Right, don't know if you've been hearing the rumours or reports on this one, fellows, uh, but according to sources that were confirmed, I think by uh, I think it was initially Bloomberg and then Eurogamer confirmed their sources. Nintendo will be set to reveal the next Nintendo Switch fairly soon-ish. Apparently it's been suggested that it should be revealed sometime before E3 purely so that uh, the companies that are going to be at E3 can then reveal their games coming out so for the next Switch model, whatever, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, I think it's called Switch. Well, Switch Pro is the more common name uh,
1: that everyone's using. I've had a lot um, of people wanting to call it the Super Nintendo Switch. This is
2: what I'm going to yeah. say, yeah. I've seen a lot of people on social media kind of hoping it's going to be called the Super Nintendo Switch, which I actually think would be a pretty kind of cool name for it. It'd be like a nice nod to to its history, I think my my feeling is probably just gonna be called new Nintendo Switch.
1: Yeah, like what they did with the new 3DS.
2: Yeah, which is I suppose less confusing
1: than Xbox Series X, but it's still
2: like
1: well, Nintendo have had their own like controversies with that with the Wii and the Wii U. Just, well, yeah. Just name it something that makes it easier for the consumer to know what they're buying. Please, that's all I yeah. ask for.
2: Well, I'm sure we'll see fairly soonish. Um, the report was also suggesting that the model would be out sometime in autumn of this year. Which, yeah, it uh, it makes sense. I would, I would definitely be interested to see which console would sell the most at Christmas. At that point, whether mm. it would be the new
0: Switch model mm, or which. Depends if people can get older. That's the thing. It's going well, to be a new thing for the scalpers, isn't it? Well, yeah,
2: new thing for the scalpers. Well, it'll frill, frill PS5s and Xbox Series Xs then, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to say, Nintendo tends to use a whole, older hardware, so they might not have the same issue when it comes to getting the processors and things for the console. It's not going to stop scalpers though, is it? Well, They'll if stop they buying can, well, if they can put them together and get them out there in mass, then. We may not True. have the same problem.
2: Well, I believe what the... Because I mean, the, the,
1: new... the new Switch, sorry, uh, the new Switch Pro, in air quotes, is going to use a 720p screen. So you've got to think if the internals of that aren't going to be nowhere near as powerful as a PS4 or Xbox Series X. So... Well, I think it's, is it going to... I think I read, it's, is it going to
2: come in a new dock as well? Or will it be using the same dock? Because it will be able to output 4K once it's docked. Mm. It's just I don't think they're actually making it that much more powerful than the, a base switch. But it will be once this comes out, the base switch models will be phased out. So it will just be this new right. model or the light that you'll get. So I'm sure they'll make the base model quite, quite um trying to think of the
1: word. Well, collectible. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Collectible, yeah. Well, they've sold um, a ton of them. It's like the sixth mm. highest console well sixth highest selling console of all time in Japan. So
2: I think it's already fairly high in its own Nintendo list as well. I think it's like maybe fifth sixth. wasn't wasn't really hard to beat like the Wii U or the GameCube, but it's the Wii that's got to try and chase down now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's exciting that we'll have that soon because I think it definitely needs to happen so that um, Nintendo can keep up with the newer third party games that are going to be coming out
2: Mm. yeah we'll see we'll see when it comes out
0: so I've got one final thing so Mm. Jess Margera I don't know if you know who he is but he's the drummer of a band called CKY and he was being interviewed on a podcast called Behind Closed Doors and he said in the interview touring is your main income and you really have to try and get licensing deals, try and get in where you can on video games or whatever because that's another way to make some money and the interviewer then asks, I'm assuming you guys were on at least one of the Tony Oak games, weren't you? To which he responded, yeah, and I believe we're doing the new one coming out. Ooh. So, potentially, is let's look that there's going to be a new Tony Oaks game. Now, is that going to be a remake slash remaster of Tony Oaks 3? Because their song appeared in Tony Oaks Pro Gate 3.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that a few weeks
0: ago that they were potentially going to remaster Tony Hawk's Pro yeah. Skate Three. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen because I'd like them to do three and four and then do a new game. Mm. So it makes sense
2: when it do three, four, maybe maybe remaster the Underground game potentially.
0: Maybe I would argue with that. I mean, stop after the Underground games. But.
2: Yeah, that's the
1: Underground
0: and Underground <laughs> yeah, Two, yeah. and then I'd, I'd, I'd,
2: yeah. Well, no, I think don't don't do Underground, but if you do do a new game, do it in a similar veins on cool. the ground. I'd like, I'd like a new Tony Hawk kind of open world.
0: I would like cool. one where you can get off your board. I'd quite like that. In the yeah, gym. if I
2: did something like Skate, that'd be cool. Yeah,
0: So you could actually line up your lines
3: mm. and
0: go wherever you want. I'd like that. But yeah, that's positive, because when Vicarious Visions got shifted over and all that, I thought, oh, maybe that's it for Tony Huggs. But this maybe Beenox working on it, perhaps? Because they did part, part well of it, did yeah
2: it did, as well. they did some of the uh
0: some of the games, and they, and... surely they've got the engine made and all that now so
1: well that's it like with one and two they've got the the like the baseline of a game there all they have yeah. to do is
0: yeah so yeah, so something, <laughs> something to look forward to so i've got a like, glimmer i hope still there but i'm still waiting for a, an official announcement Three,
1: yeah that'll be exciting <laughs> F- fingers crossed um yeah, because I really enjoyed it when we played, like, going through all the levels, yeah. and um,
0: yeah. it was good fun. Good nostalgia. Right, so, that's the news. So we move on to what we're currently playing?
1: play? Oh, go on, then. Oh, what?
0: Uh, go on, then. Nathan, you'll kick us off.
1: Why always me? I'm like Balotelli. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, I've been playing a little bit of Tekken 10. Not Tekken 10. Tekken oh, 10, my God. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs>
3: So that
1: was 10. I think, I think we're on 8 it? and 9 go? <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, are we on Tekken 7? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll start that again. <laughs> more, more combat so, Yeah, so I've been playing um, some Tekken 10.
0: and Seven again. Oh my god, Seven Mortal Kombat!
1: Mortal <laughs> Kombat!
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I've been playing some Mortal Kombat 10. And um, I forgot... Yes, I'm 100 percent sure. Not Tekken 10. So, um I forgot how brutal the fighting was. Definitely the finishing moves because it like it zooms in on like all the bones and stuff that are cracking. That. Um Yeah. Um so I started like the story and I got about five fights in, and then my hands got basically my hands broke. Um, because I, I tend to just button mash most of the time on these games. And my hands got really tired. So, like, oh, that's enough for me for now. Um, I've, I've I've kept going back to it, like, periodically, and I'm getting through it. I'm not very good at fighting games. I've just about figured out how I can do, like, my finishing moves and all that kind of stuff. But it, it is good fun. I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying it for, for what it is, like, the brutality of it. Um, I've got uh, my boy Raiden. He's, he's my favourite uh, Mortal Kombat character. I don't know if you two have got your own, like, favourites that you like to use, but I always like to use Raiden. Just because of his like um, the electricity stuff, because so, sometimes when he uses some of his electric powers, I go all palpatine like. Rawr! Um, anyway, and I love the the way he teleports behind people and, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's cool. So yeah, I've been playing uh, Mortal Kombat Ten. I've been really enjoying that. Other than that, I've been continuing my Pokemon White journey so i've helped a trainer called iris get a pokemon back from team plasma so that was fun um so the third gym leader um called burge helped me battle team plasma and we got iris's pokemon back and then after that i got to challenge him at his gym um and i'll be honest the first time i battled him i got my arse handed to me (laughs) so he had a pokemon called um And uh, because I didn't have any Fire-type Pokemon, um, I've got a Water-type, a Rock-type, and a um, Grass-type Pokemon. I didn't have anything that was good against it, so he absolutely sweeped me. So I had to go out um, and try and find myself a Fire-type Pokemon. And I don't know if if anybody else has played the fourth generation, but Fire-types are fairly hard to come by. Um, So I managed to find myself a Darumaka, and I trained it up. And then I went back and um, kicked the crap out of Burge, um, used my uh, Fire Fang against the uh, Leaveney and took it out in one shot. That was quite satisfying. Um, so now I've got my third badge now. And um, now I'm in the middle of going through a desert. and battling trainers, collecting some new Pokemon um, and getting my way through that. So um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've played like Pokemon Black 2 and I didn't really know that they were more of a sequels rather than reimagining reimaginings as such. Mm. Um, so it's, like, really nice to kind of take a step back and go back to, like, the first iterations. Um, and I'm trying to slow down a bit and, like, take it in a bit more. Um, because I really do feel like it, I said fourth generation earlier. It's the fifth generation.
2: No, I, I don't want to say it.
1: You should have interrupted me, Matt. I'm wrong. So, <laughs> anyway... Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a re- really nice experience to just go through it. Because normally, for myself, I'll just like try and blast through the Pokemon games as quickly as possible. But for this one, um, I'm just trying to like take a step back, talk to everybody, and take all the story and everything in. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Really, really good. Other than that, I've been playing another game on my um, DS, or 3DS. Um, I've been playing um, Nintendogs, so. though feel so sorry for my little Rottweiler pup called Alfie. I went back to him uh, just to see if we were okay after a few years. <laughs> and I tried to take him out for a walk. I know it had been years, bless him. It's, I, I... it's
0: just a corpse.
1: <laughs> Funnily well... enough, I'll get to that. There was no corpse. Oh no. But... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, what's the game like? It's a three. So there's not going to be a... You've got to be three years old or above to play it, so I don't think there's... there'd be That's corpses. old olds understand
3: death? Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway um so I tried to take Alfie for a walk and uh, it said that he was malnourished I'm like oh no I'm just heartbroken I'm just there like tearing up like all right Alfie let's get you some food and water so like he's all got him all fed and watered played played ball with him and um took him out some walks um it's really therapeutic like just just playing with your little dog not having any crap to clear up yeah it's it's good I'm, I'm enjoying it Funnily enough, though, when he was like malnourished, I thought well, I'll take a picture of this. And um, the second I took the picture, it he laid on his back as if he was dead. And I was like, <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, you're showing off now, aren't you, Alfie?" <laughs> but yeah, I'll put that on the gram later. That'll be a funny one for people. Yeah, bar that, we well, we've all been playing a bit of FIFA, um, doing a bit of pro clubs. We won the EA Cup. So that was a good one to get in the trophy cabinet, Yay. and I think Finally. we've only got um, two more cups to get, haven't we, um, in the tournament? So, yeah. King of the Hill and uh, Survival was it? Survival, that's the one. I think that's yeah. the one. Yeah, and then that's it. We'll have all of them, and then it's road to Division One. Woo! Mm. See yeah. how that goes. Let's not talk about the minutes. Division <laughs> three and four. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been playing. And what about you, Matt? I've had a bit of a sort of
2: brain kind of last two weeks. I've kind of been jumping from game to game, really. I started off going back through Resident Evil Village, completed that.
0: Is this the road to platinum?
2: Road to platinum. Um, trying. It, it might be one of those that I have to come back to at another point because I've done the. I've done it on hardcore now. And I've unlocked the Village of Shadows difficulty, um, which is meant to be even harder.
0: <laughs> Crazy man.
2: Yeah. So I did that, and then I've uh, I start a campaign on like on casual because there's there's a couple of achievements now where it's like complete the game in under three hours, um, complete it by only taking up to sort of four health portions. I think there's also one to complete it with uh, only using sort of combat, close combat weapons, which is really just you can only complete it by using the knife, uh, which is in like every Resident Evil game, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not trying that. I'm just trying sort of some of the other ones that are a little bit easier. But a take a brick from Village. Um, I end up going back to Titanfall 2. Hey. Um, what nerves! What nerves! Yeah. What are well, you saying that? I mean, I think I, I I played it probably before you guys, but I just didn't I didn't really get as far as like obviously Mark's completed it. So going back to that game, wow! Um, I forgot how actually nice it is to play a first-person shooter that just like the controls just feel nice. Yeah. Like the the parkour is really nice. Um, the shooting feels satisfying it just flows doesn't it yeah it's just like a natural flow to kind of running sliding running across a, uh, a wall shooting a guy while you're doing a backflip i mean you don't do backflips but that'd be cool um but yeah i got i got i got to the same point that i did in the single player so the last time kind of uh, you get to a point where the game kind of turns itself on its head and you start getting a mechanic that's
0: nice that so good damn it
2: it's so satisfying, but it's also um it makes me want to take on sort of both versions at once. Because there's a point mm. where you get to like a a room where it's like in one room you start finding you, you either fight the monsters or if you switch it, you end up finding these guys with shields and stuff, which are even harder. Yeah. But I was like, for some reason I had her, like I want to kill them all. Yeah, so like, you yeah. shouldn't. That's
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And you shouldn't do it's like there's a there's a reason why you can flip it, so you've got a choice between the easier path or the harder path. Not try and kill every single thing you see. So I kind of stopped there and I went back to doing some of the multiplayer, and that was that was equally satisfying as well from how I remember it. Because like fighting with, when you're in the Titan is uh, is a lot of fun. Not when you fight against people who have clearly played the game for years and know what they're doing, but <laughs> I could still get a good a good amount of kills on those people once I had the Titan. Um, that was that was good, and all the weapons just feel really nice to use. Kind of, there doesn't seem to be like a um, like a favorite class. Like, there appears to be like when you play like Call of Duty or something, you always find like, oh, there's one assault rifle, one SMG that's clearly the OP weapon. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like in this one. You can yeah, everything's make, just so well balanced. Yeah, you can sort of switch out whenever you want and, and not feel like you're at a disadvantage or anything. Um, so that was fun. And then I decided to I decided to play a new game called. Days Gone. Ooh. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It was it was meant to be kind of one of the, the bigger PlayStation exclusives that didn't do so well for one reason or another. But I've given it a go for a couple of hours and it's not bad so far. Um, I like the I like the driving mechanics. So you you play as a guy called um, Deacon Saint John, who's voiced and more capped. Um, oh, who's who's the guy's name? He's got such a familiar like face, and that he's in he's in Star Wars: The Force Unleashes. He plays the main character there. Oh, I forgot his name, but I really like the actor from whenever I've seen him and stuff.
0: Sam uh, Witwer.
2: Sam Witwer, that's one. He's he's like a massive like Star Wars nerd. we <laughs> you gonna follow him on Twitter. So he plays him, uh, Deacon Saint John, and initially you it's and initially the story opens up in like the middle of like the outbreak of the zombie whatever it is at the moment and with you like your partner and he's trying to help hold off the zombies uh while you're trying to escape with your girl who's been injured um or girlfriend i should say and there's a helicopter and there's only room for two people um and you decide to put your girlfriend on it and you stay behind with your partner and then like two years go by and you're just, like, driving around. I forget somewhere. Somewhere in, like, I think it's the uh, east of America, I think. north Northeast, maybe. And so it kind of starts off where you need to get revenge for your camp. You find you find this guy, you hunt him down, kill him, and then you're meant to take his, his hat as, like, a bounty to this camp. All the while, um, people have shot you. Your bike's lost its fuel injector, so you need to get new ones. Now you have to go into this little garage kind of type area where you have to like sneak sneak around zombies you'll get the injector um and then you find these i forgot what they're called i think it was for like i think they're called reapers but I could be wrong but they're essentially just people who have been crazed in in the in the whole apocalypse like ends up like burning um your partner's like arm like the tattoos that he's got trying to burn them off you save him and then you ride away from this massive horde of about 100 zombies. It's, it was pretty impressive to see that, but it was in cutscene. But I think at some point in the game, you'll get stuff like that. So, like, the driving the driving felt alright on the bike. Um, felt a little slidy initially, and the bike feels a tad heavy, but I think that might have just because you, you can end up upgrading your bike at some point in the game. But I've only been a couple of hours in. And then you find uh, at some point your bike gets stolen because you've hit it somewhere while well, it's obviously not in great uh, nick. Uh, you track that down to a camp and you found out your bike's been stripped for parts. So now you get another bike and you have to do stuff for this leader of this camp. And You have to like go on and do missions for him. I've already just got to that part, but so far it feels it feels alright. Um, gunplay feels good. Um, melee stuff feels alright. My favorite bit about the whole thing is that the camp's called Copeland's camp. Uh, So it's my camp. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll I'll need to get back to that at some point once I've got through uh, a couple of games. Uh, I bought a new game from Nintendo Switch. Uh, It's called Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training for the Nintendo Switch. Um, So have you ever played this on the 3DS? It's essentially a a number of, like, mini-games that you play that's based on parts of your brain, so like, you know, um, short, short-term short memory, um, how you process things, um, and then like other sort of little solutions that are meant to help stimulate sort of those types of, of your brain. Not those types, but those sides of your brain, I should say. I've always enjoyed it. I enjoyed it on 3DS. Um, this one's just as good. I'm just as terrible of trying to remember my five times five table of where numbers are. But it's a lot of fun, and it's got Sudoku, so I highly recommend it. <laughs> Uh, and then the last thing I've been playing that I've been, that I got hooked on, on I think Mark's recommendation, uh, is Yakuza Kiwami.
0: Well, I've actually not played Kiwami. It's Have you not Zero. played? It's Yakuza Zero I've played.
2: Ah, all right, yes. Yeah.
0: So, I've, I've got them all though. No, so I'm going to go I
2: I've ended up buying them all after just playing this one a little bit because they were all on sale. So it's like, yeah, it's great.
0: If, if um, Kiwami's anything like Zero, then it's, I know it's going to be great. <laughs>
2: Well, Zero was made before Kiwami, so I think uh so I think oh, well, yeah, but,
0: yeah so Kuwame's a
2: based Ku- on Zero.
0: Well Kiwami's a, a remake of the first cruise game. Yeah. And then there's Kiwami two, which is a remake of the second, correct, one. second one. And then there's three, four, and five what got remastered.
2: Yeah, they were in a remastered collection.
0: They weren't they weren't remade in the Dragon Engine. No. And then there was six, which was originally came out on the ps4 so
2: yeah i think six i I imagine six was the first one on the dragon engine perhaps yeah
0: yeah and then then... and then obviously there's zero which was a prequel to them all yeah so Uh, how how are you finding Kawami then
2: i'm quite enjoying it i um i was surprised at how hooked i got in the in the story of of the yakuza and um of the main pitagoras Kiyu. Kiyu? Kiyu.
1: Kiyu. kiyu yeah
2: I, it's, it's got a really mature story. I wasn't really expecting it, of, like, how... Oh, I don't really want to spoil the story, but something happens in the story where Q has to serve some time for it. So, like, you initially start off in, I think it's 1995. Uh, something happens, Q goes to jail. It comes out sort of 10 years later, so now it's in 2005, and you find that some stuff has changed, and the last slide has been sort of internal civil war for the uh, the Toy- Toyo clan um, and apparently there's this 10 billion yen that's, that's gone missing which is why there's some sort of civil wars going on and Kiryu is ends up in like in the middle of it all like he's come back to, he's not been banished from the accuser but he's like he's treated as an outsider now yeah. in effect like he can join but that's purely if he wants to but no I, I've really liked his stories. um I don't wanna say it reminds me of GTA because I think a lot of people say this is like GTA for Japan. Um it's more
0: sleeping dogs really.
2: Yeah, sleeping dogs is more GTA for was it in Japan? Yeah, it was in, it was in Japan, wasn't
0: it? It was in Hong Kong, was it? Was it?
2: No Hong Kong, sorry. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think the 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 combat is difficult initially. There's been a couple of times where like if I faced a boss and it absolutely whoops whoops me, then I've like I've chosen the temporarily put it down to easy mode so I can just get through rid- <laughs> it. Because because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it's it might be that I'm just upgrading the wrong things potentially, but the the combat is solid but uh, difficult once you start coming against uh, coming against enemies that seem to have attacks that can't be interrupted by you. So like yeah. you have to like try and block them and, and use the dodge and stuff a bit more strategically. It's it's not like a bomb basher. I wouldn't call it bomb basher. And the amount of different activities as well, I was really
0: surprised. Yeah, I was about. gonna, I was gonna bring, well, I don't know if it's anything like the the ones at Yakuza Zero, but the, the great thing about Yakuza Zero is that I had this, this serious main storyline, but the, the side activities were just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we're just ridiculous and hilarious.
2: No, uh, it is, yeah, I'm yeah, it's, I'm
0: hoping that's just... the same. In
2: well, it is the same in this one because you've got like so. I mean, you can go to places to drink, uh, yes. you can get drunk, which is funny.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, 'Cause like when you fight, apparently you like you can't be stunned or anything. Which is funny. But you obviously you're just like moving all over the place. Um I mean you can do all sorts, you can play darts, you can play pool. There's there's something called pocket circuit. Um I don't know if that's in yes, the zero. That was
0: that was in zero, yes. Pocket
2: yes, circuit pocket racing. Pocket circuits in this one. Yeah. yeah, pocket circuit racing. Which is quite fun actually. But it's, it's a lot more str- it's the the thing is the activities actually have quite a surprising amount of depth to them. Yeah. This is what I find different to, like, GTA. Like, the the side activities in GTA don't, like... I've got a base line to them. Like, they play fine functionally, but there's no real depth to them. Whereas, like, in Yakuza, it's just, like... Like, darts is surprisingly hard. (laughs) But then you've also got, like... I've not tried karaoke. I need to try karaoke. It's the one that I've not tried yet. Uh, But then there's stuff, like, you can go to... um, Is it Cabaret... Clubs, yes, and you shout yes. like a girl there. Yep, I don't know what awards you get for it. I think you get
0: something, but in, the there's in Zero, there's one way you actually run the Cabaret Club,
2: yeah. So, there's there's the character um, Koro is it Majima? Majima, yeah. Majima, yeah. It's funny because, like, throughout this game, he'll just appear in town and you have to fight him to like relearn your you know, the Dragon of Dojima skills. Which is quite fun because he appears all over the place. Yeah, like he appears in like a, a massive traffic cone at one point, thinking he's hidden. Um, I fought, I fought like a zombie version of him, which was hilarious. Um, and then he's a policeman as well. Like if you have got like a, a weapon on you, and if he catches you, then you have to fight him. But if you don't have a weapon on you, you don't have to fight him because you've got no reason to fight him. But he's a funny character. I really like him. He's uh, he's absolutely crazy. There's all sorts of stuff in this game. Like, um, you can play, like, is it, uh, what's the, what's the, it's like dominoes, but, like, stacked up. Mahjong? Mahjong, that's it. That's big in Japan, isn't it? You can play that, and then there's another game as well I've not quite played, that I think it's big. C see Law or something? Sea something,
0: I think it is. Mm, don't know that one.
2: But then there's also a place called Purgatory, where you can go in and there's an underground casino or there's like a coliseum that you can fight in. There's so many different side activities. There's, there's so much to the game. Um, it's crazy. To think that the city as well, It it's small, but...
0: Yeah, they're not traversing massive. It. Games, they? yeah.
2: Yeah, traversing it feels big, actually.
0: Mm. You just pack a lot into it.
2: Yeah. bowling as well, there's bowling. Pretty decent physics in there as well. You can put spin on the ball and stuff. That's quite fun. But yeah, there's, there's so much to the game. It's ridiculous. So many sub-stories as well. I like how natural they feel of like you just come across someone and they've got something going on. You have to do something for them.
3: Yeah.
2: Or oh, there's so many people trying to scam you out of money. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: It's almost like I, I want this on like a massive scale. Like This could easily be like as big as GTA, I think, if they did it on a big scale. But no, I I've I've thoroughly really enjoyed it. I, I can't wait to start going through some of the some of the other ones. I feel like I need to maybe go back to zero because that's that's like, timeline wise, that's the first one, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Zero is great.
2: I think that's no, in I've... nineteen eight there's nineteen eighties, isn't it?
0: So... Yeah. And that's got one of the best side missions ever in games. Ooh, okay.
2: Yeah. i am gonna have to make my way through that series and then eventually to um to like a dragon. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what I've been playing. How about yourself, Mark?
0: Uh, Well, mine's going to be very quick because I'm I'm playing a a big game but I I don't want to talk about that until I get near the end of it. It's it's taking a long time. Uh, But I played a very short game called Sagebrush. Sagebrush. Now, this is a first-person walking simulator slash mystery. Mm. And in it, you arrive at a farm ranch called the Black Sage. Mm. And without giving too much away, uh, this is a A ranch owned by a religious organisation. Some may call it a cult. Uh, Led by a man called Father James. And you just walk around the ranch, and over the course of the exploration, uh, you find these tape decks and other clues that just give you an insight into what happens here and how things are quite not as idealistic as people might want you to know. It's got like a very low-resolution 3D art style to it. Oh, like very high pixelated think like uh, Minecraft turned up to 11 and and of course the game the time of day changes and it goes from dusk to night which does give it a sort of creepy edge to it Mm. it's not actually a scary game but it's got like an unnerving vibe to it Yeah, like there's no enemies or anything like that it's purely a narrative exploration game but yeah as I say it's very short completed it in two hours I think you can do it in Maybe even half of that if you go to the right place. But I, did, I just wanted to explore the entire place. <laughs> it's a, just a simple story told in a simple way. And I liked it. You know, it was just something a bit different. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Oh, nice. But yeah. I know that makes it sound really uninteresting, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what platform was it on?
0: I, I played on PS4.
1: I'm just looking at it now. It's for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, pretty much any console that you've got. Sounds quite interesting, actually. Ooh, can I play on the Engage?
3: You probably uh, run away. Oh, yeah! <laughs> engage! Run run on we go.
0: engage. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we move on to the video game Hall of Fame? Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: So, this is where we take an in depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance and induct it into our Pantheon of Games we feel deserve special recognition. Our inductee of this episode was first released in 1989 in the arcades, developed and published by Konami. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game.
1: Or don't you mean teenage mutant hero turtles? Wow, well, this
0: is the controversy, isn't it?
2: Uh, mm. This is what I knew it to be when I was a child.
0: <laughs> What's the thing to us, it will be hero. Yeah.
1: But...
0: So to yeah. To the hope. rest of the world. For those who don't know, in the UK it was changed to hero turtles instead of ninja because they thought the word ninja was sounded too violent for children. So
2: Oh I mean, it was, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> Ninja's not a violent word. Oh. Ninjas are cool. Yeah. So, to me, this is just the earliest form of being a snowflake, I think. Yeah. But anyway, there we go. So what was the Turtles arcade game? Mm. So there was a side-scrolling beat-em-up where you played, of course, the titular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you just beat up the foot soldiers. Yeah. Pretty much
2: foot ninjas or something like that. Foot soldiers. Yeah, no, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just associated ninjas with
0: them. Uh... And it had the Turtles theme at the start the That was the best bit. Yeah. When I saw it in arcades, I was just watched it first before I ever played it. Just like played yeah. the theme. And then all the turtles jumped out of the manhole, didn't they?
3: Yeah.
0: All very symmetrical and defined physics, I found. It, looked very, it was very strange. And they had the, um, it had those four pictures, didn't it? Of the four turtles. Mm.
2: Yeah. and they all, their, all... their colours,
0: yeah. Well, you say in their colours, but for some reason, Raphael had a pink background and I never understood that. Was it pink? Yeah.
2: Oh, it might because green blends in with red quite well, so they need it to stand out a little bit.
0: Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's why. Yeah, it just looks like it just Uh, looks odd compared to all the others.
2: I assume that's probably it.
0: (laughs) So the plot, shall we say? I you can't really have plots in the arcade games that much, do you? But so it starts with a fire burning, isn't it, in a building, which I think is a colonial's headquarters news reporter headquarters, mm. I think. And then the turtles jump off like a thirty foot building <laughs> and just land <laughs> on another small building. It's just like fine. <laughs> just don't oh was
2: wasn't it there were um they're chasing was it Shredder that took her or was it or was it
0: someone else? Yeah, so they go so, yeah they fight their way through this
2: building. Oh no sorry yeah that's a little bit later on isn't it?
0: Yeah so they oh, fight course. through the building some weird stuff, weird stuff happens, like these big massive bowl, black bowling ball bowl things just fall down the stairs, like just knock you over. Oh, yeah. But then you had the different foot soldiers, didn't you, who had different colours. Mm. So most of them were purple, and were white, yeah. orange. Yeah,
2: purple were the normal ones. White, I think white, were slightly stronger, or did certain different things, I think.
0: Some of them threw dynamite at you, so they were like peeking out mm. from behind a corner, and then they mm. let out this like typical comedy laughter
1: <laughs>
0: before throwing the dynamite at you. You won't be laughing for long. Yeah. Nah. So every level ended with a boss Into it? I think the first boss to <laughs> come across was uh, Rocksteady. Wasn't it I think? Was that that pig one? No he's the rhino. No it
2: was, it, yeah it's the rhino first because he
0: So he comes out in the drill thing. There's always this, dr- yeah. this drill thing that comes in through the floor.
2: Yeah you he, find he walks here. around and just starts shooting and then every so often like Charges,
0: I think you beat him, and then Shredder turns up who just seems to be hiding in that drill thing as well. Just <laughs> not doing it, pops out, grabs April and Neil, he just leaps out the window.
2: That's it, that's what I remember. Mean,
0: yeah, so you have to dive out as well. Oh, do you remember the um, those weird robot things like those whip? Oh,
2: things? They, yeah, they were yeah. so annoying,
0: like an electric whip.
2: I really hate those things.
0: <laughs> I think you uh, you fight in the streets, then don't you? But, uh, that's
2: yeah, that's the bit I remember,
0: and they had yellow foot soldiers, I think. Mm. They're boomerangs. As you I, do. I have to say, some of the foot soldiers in this game did have some really weird weapons.
2: Oh, we know that boomerangs are a real weapon.
0: Pick up pizza, don't you? For your energy.
2: Yep. that's, that's how Pizza it's, time! The food of choice. How, how many times did you guys fall down the, the manholes at this
0: point? I don't remember that, do you? What yeah,
2: you? It's, I think I it's at this point in the street level, some foot soldiers come up through the manholes, and they'll use it as a weapon. Or the cover. Oh yeah. Um. But then the manhole there, you could actually fall down and actually lose health. I was so terrible at avoiding this <laughs> thing. during a fight. <laughs> I think after I think it was after the street level. So recall, you end up fighting the 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 robots with the whips, and then is it? Am well, I again? Am I, might think... be getting, I might be getting This sort of wrong. I think you you fight. Um. Who's the pig guy again? E Bob. E Bob. That's it. Yeah.
0: The, the punk war tag. Yeah. War tag. What the. Or we'll <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and then I think there's a sewer level after at this point.
0: Yeah, so you dad died to the sewer after that, yeah. Yep. And then you have they these weird tiny chicken robot things as well.
1: I thought they looked a bit like mini aliens. they okay,
0: the rod, whatever they are. <laughs> but what did they actually do? I don't know. Um,
1: they do chip they're... away at your health though, don't they? A bit.
0: Do so they just bite you? Is that all they did Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Right?
2: Oh, were they like like miniature like crocodiles with the snappy teeth?
0: Oh, is that what they're supposed? Well, to Well, they've got snappy teeth, but I don't I don't, see, I, don't see so, I think that's they're what
2: they are supposed meant to look like, weren't they? I think they to
0: be, like. I thought gears. they were look more like chickens. <laughs>
1: I like how um, each of the each of the turtles have their own like weapons, so um, yeah, they like a bit of variation on your playthrough. Yeah. Um that' always nice. I can't remember which one had the numchucks, but that was always, like, my favourite. Michelangelo. Favorite. Is that Michelangelo? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was always, like, my favourite one to use, Same personally. Up. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've had most of my playtime with this game on the NES version, um, so not, not really oh, yeah. arcade one as such. And um, one thing that I thought was funny is um, when every time you get um, caught, because they never catch you, do they? They just beat you to a pulp and then that's it, but... Anyway, um, you get to pick, like, which turtle you want to use next. Um, oh,
2: when you run out of lives. So. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. So
1: once you, once, you run, once your life goes down, you get caught. Splinter tells you you're being captured. Mm. And then you can choose another, another turtle to use to continue. And, yeah, one thing that I thought was funny is, like, on the NES version, they had to shorten the names because they couldn't fit them on. I think there was, like, a four-character limit. So they've cut, they'd, they'd limited them down to, like, what I like to call the... The white people names. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. so instead of Leonardo, it was Leo. Um, right. Raphael, Ralph, Michelangelo, Mike, yeah. and Donatello, Don. Not
2: sure how that's white people's names, but fair enough. Well, the
1: that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> less like names just Mike. Like.
2: Maf- yeah, <laughs> mafia names,
1: yeah, mafia names. <laughs> I'm the Don. But yeah, I've I've been playing it quite a bit um, recently, just to in preparation for this yes. and it um it like rekindled my loving beat-em-up games i just enjoyed it so much like when i first started playing it i did die a lot and that's what it's all about because it's just a part of the arcade game and it's meant so, to be oh, unforgiving oh. and and try its best to well, take your money
3: well
2: i said it's meant to um, eat your coins so
1: but like when, when i got to got to grips with all the controls again i just thoroughly enjoyed it and i, I to be honest i lost track of time a little bit uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, because unlike my game, I that pig one, that's the first boss that I saw in the NES version. So I'm getting a bit confused with the arcade and the, the NES mm-hmm. equivalent. But yeah, like the hub world of it, it's like you basically you traverse around and jump into manhole cupboards and do like little dungeons and get through them um, to get to like certain bits of the, of the, oh, I o- that- of the overworld you're trying to get through.
2: I think the NES one might be a little, little different then, because I, I, recall that as well. But I don't think it was. I don't know if it's the same as the arcade version, but that there was, I there was, was one that was made for the NES where if you go into panel covers, they were like you could traverse that sewer at that point.
1: Yeah, interesting. That's it, because you, because you do have like a little bit of control, like as to where you go, so you can skip certain bits um, to yeah. move on, which I think is cool. So you get that choice. But yeah, I think. Um, I think my favourite time playing this game is actually with, with you guys when we end up playing it at the, uh, the National Video Game um, Museum, Museum in our hometown of Sheffield, representing. I think we did complete it in the end, but I think we took about 270 credits. Yeah. <laughs> to do I, I'm trying
0: to determine what that might have been in real money. Yeah. Uh, it,
1: 270 quid about, if they yeah, used pounds. <laughs> Would it have been about 20 pence per play or something back in the day? Like, talking early 90s. I don't know. Yeah, I it,
2: back was... in back
0: in those days, yeah, it probably was. Four, five. Well I been. think
2: there
0: was at least twenty P's when when I when I remember the first playing it, it was my like twenty Ps. Because I remember yeah. when it switched to fifty p I'm like, what
1: a rip! p. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <F-B-A. laughs>
1: now you get now you get some like for example if you had to play like Guitar Hero in the arcade, you're looking too oh, like, bad. Oh, last time I went to like the seaside it was two pounds to play guitar hero. I'm not even that good at it. <laughs> oh mine was a pound. Oh, you need to tell me which arcade you're going to. you will
0: go into. must be going I'll, to...
2: I'll, 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 I'll let you know. It can, it can be a trip.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I, I think there was a bit of comedy in the in the game as well, wasn't there? It's like, do you see those foot soldiers who carried those big, massive, yellow rocket things? And oh, so yes. Yeah. Just had smiley faces painted on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I liked the music as well. In, in-game, in they had, like, speeded-up versions of the Turtles theme or more energetic versions. Well, yeah. actually, the original song was quite energetic, but... That's quite fun.
2: I like the uh, the variety in levels as well. That they were always cool. Like the one is it when you're on the bridge when you're on the uh, the hover skateboards
0: or the rocket oh, yeah. yeah, the rocket that, they were... yeah. <laughs> you've got helicopters as well that like you've got to fight, haven't you? Yeah, I like helicopters <laughs> come in. It's funny that the all the foot soldiers were just on skateboards as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like where did you get them from? So,
2: yeah. <laughs> I where the turtles got theirs from. <laughs> Who made those? Splinter. I suppose I suppose Donatello was known as the the uh, the inventor of the group. Mm. He was my favorite as well, actually, because the the stick, the
0: party wagon. Yeah,
2: yeah, the party wagon, which they end up crashing. Terrible, terrible driving.
0: Crashes it off a bridge. Mm. And then Splinter gets kidnapped. You fight through a factory. You have to beat up this blue robot thing with a bird head. It was really weird. I don't know know what the character's called. Well, then you fight your way to the to the techno Technodrome, which, technodrome. Sounds like, which sounds like a nightclub.
2: Pretty cool. Uh,
0: there you beat up this Red Rover guy. Seems to be was, a common um,
2: theme. Was there some point you fight Krang?
0: Yes, at the end you fight Krang. Inside the big guy, I can't remember what he's called.
2: Yeah, he knows, it's like it's in a robot there. and like, the chest is Krang.
3: Yeah.
0: So you beat him up, and then he ejects himself when you beat him up. Because I'm invincible. And then goes off. And then shredder rocks up today. Oh,
2: good old Shredder.
0: And he splits himself in two, don't he? I don't understand that bit. So then you have to beat up two Shredders. Like
2: ninja Skill. I mean, yeah. Shadow clone Sh- Jutsu. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Probably <laughs> Shadow No.
0: <laughs> That's it. then you defeat them and then Techno Drone blows up and you win. Game over. Yeah.
1: Eighty pounds later,
0: <laughs> you win the
1: game. Yeah.
0: I was looking at pictures of the um, the actual cabinets. and It mm. seems like the uh, we had a different ones compared to the rest of the world. Probably. Yeah, it looks like they had like a, a life like April O'Neil. Like it was they actually photographed some woman dressed up as April O'Neil, put her on the side of the cabinet in America. Well, worldwide. But all the rest of them was like cartoon. It just, it just looks a bit weird if you look at the cabinet. <laughs> but do you know all the um, controls? They're all in a straight line. I'm yeah, as more well, like a, a Yeah, round, like like curved it. round, yeah. So you had all the colours on the mm. controls, didn't you? So you knew exactly yeah. who you were gonna play as. But I would never play as Leo or Raphael because of that cabinet there. Because it means you're looking at the, well, the screen the from edge. an angle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's like, true. <laughs> Stretchy to see the screen. So yeah, maybe it might be best to do
2: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the the standard ones would have been awkward, but did they have did they have somewhere there were sit down ones similar to like The
0: Simpsons? I don't think I've uh, ever seen any, but I'm sure somebody's might have modded it or Probably. somewhere might have added them.
2: I know there was one for The Simpsons where like each everyone could like sit down to their own controls, and yeah. the screen was big enough so everyone didn't have to twist their neck to to look at it.
0: Just a real classic in the arcades, I found. I, don't think I've ever, I think every time I saw that at the arcade, I ended up going on it. Mm. Mm. Never completed it. But I think that was a... It felt like a real sense of achievement when we did it at National Video Game Museum. Because it was just like... It was part of my childhood, but it always eluded me. Yeah. Mm. Completing <laughs> that game. Ooh.
2: There's quite a few arcade games that's eluded me
0: over the years. I can't remember who we played as when we were doing it, though
1: me neither i can't remember i just remember um just mm-hmm. but mashing and moving around and s- trying to get as many credits on there as i possibly could <laughs> yeah just just mashing you know, well, we're, so we're all right. spamming
2: <laughs> the credit bone weren't we how
1: yeah. many can we do <laughs> um keep it going that was the game to... in its own
2: i i feel like i don't think any of us was um leonardo do
1: you know what we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to go back We'll definitely go back at some point and do the um, Sheffield video game trifecta, um, and we're going to have to do oh, it, yeah. do it again.
0: Did you, uh, have you ever see the um, bios on the title screens? So if you, if, you, if you just observe the game running,
2: hmm.
0: it comes up with bios for each character. I
2: recall, I, don't recall, I them. recall them, but I don't recall what what any of them said.
0: So we've got Leonardo, age sixteen, height five foot one. Weight, 155 pounds. Weapon, katana blade. Leader of the boys, if get serious, interesting grammar, if get serious, (laughs) his sword starts slicing everything in sight, including salami pizza.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what those
0: katanas were made for. Yep. Michelangelo, age 15, height, 5 foot. Weight, 150 pounds. Weapon, nunchucks. Party dude and pizza connoisseur extraordinaire. Takes occasional break from party to smash heads and foots.
3: <laughs> <laughs> heads well, and I foots.
2: mean who's the foot clan, so I can see where Yeah, that, was yeah, that's that, what they're saying.
0: But it just sounds it, weird, isn't it? it? it yeah, you we
2: take it out of context, it's like what? Why
0: foots?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing else, no torso torso or anything
0: like that, just heads and foots. Donatello, age fifteen, height, four foot nine, weight, hundred and forty five pounds, weapon, bow staff. Hippies, machine freak this side of Shellville. I avoid sushi like a bad case of rust.
2: There's a good case of rust?
0: sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like
1: some weird 80s thing that 40 year old to get.
0: Raphael, age 15, height 5 foot 1, weight 147 pounds, weapon, pair of Wild boy of the bunch, raw energy can finish off a foot. Over pizza before you can say turtles.
1: I'd love to see that happen in real life. But, but, Turtles and he's already devoured the entire thing.
0: But it wasn't just the turtle one. You got one for Splinter. Do you know how old Splinter was? Any guesses? Uh, fifty-six.
2: No, sixty-four.
0: No, it's only thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Wow. Not even yeah,
2: height.
0: It was... height four foot, weight one hundred twenty-five pounds. Job, ninja master.
2: Four foot. He's as tall as the what?
1: There's just all the turtles in the game, surely. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Now you're, t- now you're like talking about the height, they don't seem as menacing anymore, like four foot <laughs> yeah. nine, five
0: foot one. <laughs> yeah. So I could just give him a little cheeky elbow to face. Off you go. This one's got interesting terminology. It says, gets off on Zen and heavy metal sounds, i.e. the sound of Shredder's robots getting pulped. Turtles mentor, but can't persuade them to eat sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I can <laughs> just imagine... Um, it's a splintering corner, like as the uh, robots are getting destroyed, like. Oh! <laughs>
3: no, he's but,
2: there. He's there in the sewers, right? It's like the turtles, like being up with the robots and stuff. They're just like rocking out, just like to the noise.
3: <laughs> I like, love this. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: And then the final one was April O'Neill, age 27, height five foot eight, weight 115 pounds, job news reporter, turtles biggest fan uses any excuse to plant her lips on their handsome green turtle heads. <laughs> I am not going to say um,
2: anything. I, I don't know what to say about that.
0: Yep.
1: Well wow.
2: <laughs> It's a new one on me.
1: <laughs> this is supposed to be a kids-friendly podcast.
0: Yeah. <sighs>
1: And actually, well, they were heroes, so they're well, 15 years old, for goodness sake. <laughs> no, no, no
2: 116. Yeah, so, well, one's 16. Well, 116. Oh, so that, that makes really sense. So. You <laughs> <laughs> can give consent then. Uh,
0: dear. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> so there you have it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Hero Turtles, the, the arcade animals. game, <laughs> into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us please consider tuning in next time we release bi-weekly on Tuesdays you can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post blogs and the whole Fame. also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation you can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin we're also on YouTube where we post this very podcast until next time thanks for listening Bunga
2: take
3: care bye